Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we bring on Dr. Daniel Pompa. Exercise is a great example of this, and you mentioned the word hormesis, mm -hmm. meaning it's a stress applied to a biological system and the adaptation creates a benefit if you don't adapt a negative. If you exercise too much, you overtrain and you end up with problems. Yeah. <laughs> you end up not being healthier, you end up fatigued, you end up not sleeping as well, anxiety. You have to adapt to the stress and that's hormesis. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Hope you're having an amazing day today. Thanks so much for pressing play on today's episode. This is a special episode. I'll, I'll give you a backstory real quick. A few months ago, I spoke at the Hybrid Health Summit here in Miami, Florida. I delivered a keynote lecture about metabolic flexibility. Dr. Pampa, Dr. Daniel Pampa, also delivered an incredible keynote lecture. And at the event, there was a studio to record content. So we hopped in the studio, me and Dr. Pampa, we had our videographer there, and we recorded some content. Now, this content is going to be released for you today. There are three topics that we get into today. Number one, we get into the topic of plant toxins, anti-nutrients. Are they really bad for us? The answer is probably yes, and you'll, we'll talk more about this, but what's the root cause? Why is it that our guts, our intestinal permeability is so leaky, so inflamed that these plant toxins are making us sick? So we're going to discuss carnivore why we actually have an issue with these plant toxins, why we believe carnivore long-term is not the solution, but it is a great short-term solution, and what to do to identify what has caused us to be so reactive to these plant toxins. This is going to be a little controversial because I imagine you have studied other people in our space doing carnivore, and I love carnivore. I'm actually on day 77 of carnivore. I'm going to break it soon and record a whole podcast about my before and after results but we're going to take a deep dive into that. The second topic we take a deep, and by the way, before I share that, after each clip, I'm going to give more of my thoughts on what we just spoke about. So there's going to be some commentary in between these clips. The second topic we discuss is cold water therapy. So cold plunging, cryotherapy, cold exposure. It's very popular in the biohacking space to do cold plunging. Is there a benefit? Absolutely. We'll talk about the benefits. The benefits are amazing. I'm about to hop in my plunge after I record this right now. But can you do too much? How do you know if you're doing too much? What are some things to pay attention to? What's happening during cold exposure? What does the mitochondria do? How does the body adapt? We'll get into that. And then I'm going to add some additional commentary. And then lastly, we discuss studies that show keto causes 
cancer. What? And those studies are very misleading. Unfortunately, they're out there because of the propaganda to hate on keto and get people to go on a plant-based diet. But we'll discuss the issues with the wrong way to do keto, eating the wrong fats, and why it can cause cancer if you eat the wrong fats and do it too long, but how keto actually prevents cancer and upregulates glutathione and reduces inflammation and it's clean for the body. And we'll get into all the amazing benefits of keto and I'll have some additional commentary as well. So I'm excited to share this podcast episode with you. You can learn more about Dr. Pompa over at drpompa.com. We'll put his website in the podcast notes. We'll put all of the show notes down below, all the resources, his social media, et cetera. Before I get to these clips, I want to get to today's Apple podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Angelica VM titled The Generous Heart of Benazadi. In a world of influencers who live to build up an image of themselves for personal benefit, it is inspiring and refreshing to know how committed Benazadi is in assisting others to be their best selves through ancient healing techniques accessible to all. His positive attitude, his industrious work ethic, and his continuous sense of gratitude continue to inspire and motivate his listeners to their own physical and mental journeys. His body of work is robust and engaging, he truly is a live-by-example, continually learning and teaching model of what it means to be a generous and selfless human being. Your success is his success, and that is conveyed succinctly in his program. Thank you, Ben, for your generous commitment to serve your community. You inspire me daily. I have vitamin G for you. Angelica, what a sweet message. Thank you so much for listening to the show, number one leaving that really generous, amazing review. I, I had a huge smile on my face the entire time I read that. I'm very grateful that you see me in that light. And you're, you're absolutely correct. Like you, the podcast, Keto Camp podcast listeners, like I want you to succeed. I want you to achieve metabolic freedom. I want you to feel incredible. You are incredible. Your body was built to be self-healing. And I want you to know that. I want you to reclaim your power back. So I'm very grateful for you, Angelica. I also have vitamin G for you. Thank you so very much. If you have not left the Keto Camp podcast a rating or a review as of yet, please do so and maybe I'll read your review on the next episode. Before I bring on these, these clips with Dr. Pompa, I have a huge announcement to share with you today. A few times per year, two, sometimes three times per year, we'll have an online virtual event called the Keto Kickstart Challenge. And we have a new one coming up. This five-day keto challenge is going to be our best one yet. We are going to start it in the new year, January 8th, 2024. And it'll run for five days until January 12th, 2024. It's going to be a brand new curriculum. Great for somebody new to keto. Great for somebody who's been doing it for quite some time. And great for somebody who's hit a plateau. During these five days, we have special guest speakers and guests who we have on board. Dr. Eric Berg is going to be a special guest speaker. Dr. Berg has been in the keto space for quite some time. You probably subscribe to his incredible YouTube channel with over 11 million subscribers. He's going to come on and educate us on the benefits of keto and so much more. It's going to be a deep dive into how to do keto the right way. We also have Cynthia Thurlow, my friend, my colleague, the amazing Cynthia Thurlow, 
who's a nurse practitioner for over 20 years, has a viral TEDx talk about intermittent fasting, and she's going to be sharing how to do intermittent fasting the right way. And then we have the Keto Camp coaches, Coach Jonathan Shane, Coach Becky Niles, and Coach Alina Nazari, who are going to be teaching as well how to customize keto, circadian rhythm, gut health, and a lot more. I'll be hosting every session, and I'll be lecturing throughout those five days with amazing life-changing presentations, and we're giving away over $20,000 in free prizes. You're going to be able to win a Keto Mojo for free. You're going to be able to win Paleo Valley beef sticks and supplements, exogenous ketones from Kinetic, plant-based omega supplements to replace rancid fish oil. We're also going to be giving away other prizes that I'm not going to announce yet. And one of those prizes is a one-year membership to our signature program, the Keto Camp Academy, to get one year of coaching for free from me, the Keto Camp team, and online access to our portal with everything built out for you step-by-step. The challenge is free. All you need to do is head over to ketocampchallenge.com, camp with the K, ketocampchallenge.com, or click the link in the podcast notes down below. Reserve your spot right now. Block out your calendar. Join us for this incredible five-day keto event taking place January 8th through January 12th, 2024. Without further ado, let's get into the conversations with Dr. Daniel Pampa. The first conversation is going to be all about the carnivore diet and plant toxins. Here we go. Is it really the anti-nutrients and the plant toxins that are problematic or is it something else? Listen, logically it has to be something else, right? Because how many cultures have survived on, I don't wanna say complete plant-based diets, but a plant-based diet as part of their diet, right? And yet look at their health, right? I mean, even the Mediterranean diet, even if you prepare things to reduce lectins, cook things to reduce lectins, it's still a high lectin diet. And I agree, these things are in fact plant toxins, so they sound pretty horrible, mm-hmm. and maybe we should get rid of them when you speak about that. Plants utilize these things to protect themselves. So how possibly could they be good for us? Well, but they are, <laughs> because just like any stress applied correctly, exercise, fasting, whatever it is, if you adapt to that stress, it's wonderful. And when you ingest these little plant toxins, they act hormetically, meaning it applies a stress to our microbiome, and arguably makes it stronger or not. Mm-hmm. What if you already have an inflamed gut, leaky gut, and you add plant toxins? Not so good. So here's why I believe this message is, is really resonating, because people do it and they do in fact feel better. Correct. So that doesn't make me wrong, yeah. right? That just makes me right in the sense that plant toxins is a stress that many people with bad guts cannot tolerate and getting rid of it could be a good thing. However, I would also argue that you won't fix that gut without stressing Mm. that gut appropriately. And plant toxins can be used as tools, small amounts to stress the microbiome to actually make it more diverse and be part of a healing protocol. So the analogy would be 
somebody who has a very weak immune system and that person, every, anytime they go out and hang out with their friends, they get sick and they get really destroyed for a couple of weeks. So they put that person in a bubble mm -hmm. to protect their immune system. Is that immune system going to get stronger or weaker? Being yeah, in ultimately weaker exactly. because there's no stress. Now listen, I, I actually made this mistake. I, I was extremely chemically sensitive, mm -hmm. right? After I got my life back, um, I was very neurotoxic. I get my life back and a lot of what I teach today came out of me getting my life back, but I realized I was chemically sensitive. I couldn't be around someone with perfume, cologne, so I ran from chemicals. I became more and more chemically sensitive. Instead of understanding the premise of hormesis and knowing that I need some of these stressors to function in my life, and I was able to bring my hormetic ceiling, my yeah. stress ceiling up to where I could adapt to more and more and more and more. Now, again, I'm not saying there's a limit to hormesis where too much throws you over the edge. Yeah. Too much toxins, no good, but me eliminating them is no good. Same with these plant toxins, same principle. Eliminating them in too little will make you more sensitive, mm -hmm. whereas we need some of these stressors in our gut for our microbiome. How would we determine that? Is it our symptoms? Is it heart yeah. rate variability? What are the things we're I looking can, at? You can look at heart rate variability. Yeah. You can look at symptoms, mm -hmm. right? In other words, how do, how do you feel? You know, I seem to be doing okay with this amount. Mm -hmm. Well, great, this amount, and then you know maybe more. And then maybe you take them out again and go carnivore for mm -hmm. a period of time again, and then bring them, bring them in slowly in ones that your body seems to tolerate, right? It's just like you apply any stress, whether it be hot, cold, mm -hmm. right? Whether it be fasting, exercise, all of those are stressors that we have to utilize. Um, really, the, the way we utilize them, I should say, is listening to our body and how it adapts, meaning how we feel. So important. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we should be asking the question, by the way. I hope people watching this would ask the question, well, wait a minute, why do so many people react to these today? I already tipped my hand in the saying that it's an inflamed gut, right, with a disrupted microbiome. But what's causing all of this today? You know, when my parents were growing up, they could eat high vegetable diets, lectin diets, and have no symptoms. Yeah. What's causing this? We're looking in the wrong place. We're looking at the wrong toxins, right? It's, it's these other toxins, glyphosate, mm -hmm. certain heavy metals that we're being absolutely exposed to unknowingly yeah. that are driving this problem to where now everyone's focused on these plant toxins, running from them instead of running from the real problems. Mm. And, that, and that's something I preach and teach for 20 years. Yeah, you do. And, and you're right about the glyphosate. I mean, the average, I learned this from Dr. Zach Bush, the average California wine has 64 different herbicides in it. Yeah. Which look, is, at, look at the amount of toxins we're exposed yeah, to today. It's, it's insane. Know? And and now we're reading that there's aluminum through our air mm -hmm. today like never before, right? Okay, this is the problem, right? This is the problem. Let's focus on those toxins and what we need to do to get them out of our body correctly. And let's forget about the plant toxins. But again, that said, you know, they're, they're, it, it can be beneficial to remove them for periods of yeah, time. Yeah, but we work on the gut. We yeah. create a higher hormetic window. Absolutely. Okay, now you understand that the real toxin are heavy metals and other toxins out there, environmental toxins that shut down our digestive system, making us susceptible to these plant toxins. Now, don't get me wrong. I love carnivore. I'm on day 77 right now. I feel great. Carnivore is a fantastic reset for your gut microbiome as you work on the upstream causes of what led to that weak gut microbiome. I mean, I love carnivore so much that I have an entire 
pillar built out in the Keto Camp Academy, which all of our students go through as well. But it is those upstream toxins, the mercury, the cadmium, the mycotoxins, the glyphosate that create intestinal permeability that make us so sensitive to these anti-nutrients. So if you really want to get to the cause, you got to go upstream, you got to detox that cell and watch what happens to your gut microbiome. So you're actually able to uh, uh, incorporate these plant toxins and actually benefit through hormesis. So if you want to learn more about how to detox these heavy metals, I have a small group I'm taking through a 90-day heavy metals detox journey starting in January. We have 11 spots left for this. I'd love to teach this to you. You'll get access to four coaching calls with me. All the supplements are included. I'm going to show you how to detox these toxins out of your body the right way. You also get lifetime access to an online portal with detox videos from Dr. Pompa and many others in our group like Dr. Mindy Pels, et cetera. So you can learn more about that over at ketocampdetox.com. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part, this may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed, their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasia loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but Wild Pasture meats are better for you nutritionally, and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal, and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy-tasting meats very soon. 
head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. The next topic we're going to discuss is cold therapy, cold exposure. Is it trendy or is there science to back it up? Let's find out. Dr. Pompa, we see it out there. There's trends that come and go. And one of the biggest trends right now in the health biohacking space is cold therapy, mm. cryotherapy, cold plunging, cold showers. What are your thoughts on that? I know that you were just speaking on stage here at the mm -hmm. conference and you asked the entire audience, cold showers, what's the minimum rule? What's the rule of thumb? And everybody said three, three minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts three on minutes. that? Three minutes. <laughs> How, you know, three minutes was the accepted number of minutes so in true. a cold bath, but that's what everybody does. And I quickly pointed out that wrong answer. It's different for everybody, right? Three minutes is wonderful. If you adapt mm -hmm. to that stress, then you get positive benefits from the stress of cold. Let's back up one second. You have to understand what happens. Why do we get benefits from cold? It's not just, hey, it's de-inflaming. No, you have your body say to itself, I'm going to die unless I make some quick adjustments. And those quick adjustments to save its life are what we potentially can get a benefit from. Norepinephrine rises mm -hmm. up. We can then potentially raise growth hormone up and all these wonderful things de-inflame happen. So wonderful if you adapt mm -hmm. uh, to that three minutes. But if you don't, everything goes exactly the other direction. It start, the body ends up in an inflamed state, not a de-inflamed state. And you, you got no benefit at all. So the question then is, is, well, how do I know? Yeah. Well, we have to listen to our bodies, meaning if you do start low and slow and work from there. If you do 30 seconds and later that day you feel wiped out, you get a headache, the next day you're more tired, 30 seconds is probably too much. Maybe it's 15 seconds. Let's say you do a minute and you feel wonderful mm -hmm. uh, then in the next day and you feel wonderful and you sleep better that night, great. You've adapted to that one minute. More is not necessarily better, but the key is adapting to that time. So you're talking about raising that hormetic ceiling so yes. you could be, become more adaptable, increase the dose. And you've talked yeah. about the analogy of a, a bottle filled with water, right? Mm -hmm. If that bottle is full of water and you try to shake it, it spills, meaning if yeah. you try to stress the body, yes. you get symptoms. So we gotta, we gotta deplete that yes. bottle of water so you can yeah. shake it some more. Yeah, I mean, imagine this, right? And, and so many people watching this, they, they suffer from, I feel good today, these days and all of a sudden they don't feel good for several days, right? Feel good, don't feel good. So imagine me having two glasses of water, one filled to the top, to your point. Think of this as your stress bucket, okay? It's very full, little bit of stress and it's falling over. Now, maybe you have some days where it's right below the edge and you don't have as much stress, so you're feeling better, right? Now, remember, stress can be physical, chemical, or emotional, and that's what fills that bucket. But then we have, up someone who is half filled, we can stress them a lot more and they can do three minutes perhaps in the cold, but this person may not be able to do. Exercise is a great example of this. And, and you mentioned the word hormesis, mm -hmm. meaning it's a stress applied to a biological system in the adaptation creates a benefit. If you don't adapt, a negative. If you exercise too much, you overtrain and you end up with problems. Yeah. <laughs> you end up not being healthier, you end up fatigued, you end up not sleeping as well, anxiety. You have to adapt to the stress and that's hormesis. Hormesis, <clears throat> if you view everything, and I've learned this from you, Dr. Pompa, if you view everything you're doing with your health from the lens of hormesis, 
you're going to be down the right track. Yeah, that's it. Everything. You have to apply stress correctly and adapt, and it's a positive. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Well, there you have it. You understand now that it is trending, and there's science to back it up. It is a stress, like fasting, like red light like exercise, that when your body adapts to that stress, so important for health and resilience and vitality. But if you're not adapting, you could actually be hurting yourself. I love my plunge. I have a plunge in my backyard, which I'm about to go do right now. And I've been documenting my adaptation to my cold plunging through my Instagram stories, but I will post a podcast uh, episode and YouTube video about my experience here because I have Raynaud's syndrome. Raynaud's syndrome is an autoimmune condition where the extremities, your, your fingers and your toes are not getting enough blood flow. It's a vascular issue. And most people are told with Raynaud's to stay away from cold exposure because you start to go numb and fingers go blue. And that is true. But there's also something to be said about increasing that hormetic ceiling so that you could adapt to the cold and actually feel good. So I have done seven cold plunges so far with my plunge. The first one wasn't really a cold plunge. I guess it was if you live in Miami like me. It was cold for me. It was 72 degrees Fahrenheit. I did a couple minutes there and I actually got a Raynaud's flare-up. Then I did 72 at one minute, no flare-up. And then I've been gradually decreasing the temperature of my plunge. I went from 72 to 69 degrees to 65 degrees to 59 degrees. And I'm currently at 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, the colder I put my plunge, the less time I spend in there. For example, I started off at two minutes at 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Now I'm at 55 degrees Fahrenheit and I did 45 seconds. And that was really cold for me, but my body adapted to it. I was paying attention to my heart rate variability and how I felt the rest of the day. And that's what I want you to learn here is that pay attention to how you feel the rest of the day after that stressor, the cold plunge, the red light therapy, the exercise, whatever it is, we should feel better, not worse. And then heart rate variability is that gauge to see if my body adapted to the stressor. I want to see my heart rate variability increase. My goal is to get to 39 degrees Fahrenheit and actually feel good the rest of the day and see an increase in the HRV. And I'm going to document all of that. I've been sharing on my Instagram stories at the Benazadi on Instagram when I do these plunges. The plunge that I have is from plunge.com. They're amazing. I recently had Ryan Dewey the co-founder of Plunge on the podcast a few months ago. And you could get their plunge or learn about them over at plunge.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP for a few hundred dollars off your plunge. They're amazing. The next and final clip here is going to be with Dr. Pompa, all about keto and the studies that show keto causes cancer. Hmm, let's find out. Keto camp, man. You must get this response all the time. Keto causes cancer. How do you deal with those headlines? You're right, because you see the headlines out there saying long-term, low-carb keto diets is going to raise cancer. And that's because, as you see in those articles, this nasty free radical, yeah. 4-HNE, which is the byproduct of fat oxidation, just yeah. burning fat for too long. So I always explain, like a lot of those people are eating these PUFAs, these polyunsaturated fatty acids, and they're eating them for too long. Mm -hmm. And you know, because you taught me this, we don't yeah. do any diet long-term, including keto. Yeah. It's the diet variation. So yeah. that's the part of it that I explain. But you talked yeah. about it today on stage. So what would you say about that? Yeah, I mean, look, I, when I've read those studies, because I was very curious as well, right? And um, it's you have to be on this diet for a long time. And I, and I think to your point, though, it's, it's unfair when you look at a study because the amount of 
really adulterated mm -hmm. vegetable oils, canola oils that people are eating, which is creating even more of the problem is a big problem. But look, I what I said from stage is when you really, if you're staying in keto, in and out, moving in and out of keto, like an ancestral tribe would, you're not in it long enough to where this would build up to the levels of causing cancer. Exactly. So really, it's, it's, it's a mute point. Keto diets done correctly, mm -hmm. moving in and out of them is not going to lead to cancer. Quite the opposite. I would argue that it is an absolute battle for healthy cells. I mean, it, it really, it, it's a defense. Yeah, exactly, because it's a stress to the mitochondria, and as you always talk about hormesis, stress is only bad when you do not adapt. Yeah. Stress is needed for health and longevity when you adapt to it. Yeah. So ketosis is signaling to your body times of famine, times of stress. Absolutely. Let's create healthier mitochondria, right? Mitogenesis, mm -hmm. mitophagy. But do that too long, then it's like doing a marathon every single week. You don't adapt to it, and then that's where the problem occurs. Hey, Keto Camper, there's something that I do every single day to supercharge my mitochondria to help with inflammation and soreness from a workout. And that is the use of red light therapy. This is called photobiomodulation. And there's a ton of research that shows the benefits of near infrared and red light therapy. The red light therapy that I use is from Bon Charge. I simply use it 10 to 20 minutes per day. It has both near infrared and red light. And every single day when I use this, I feel ready to take on my day. So whether you're dealing with gut pain, joint inflammation, or you want to just supercharge your mitochondria, get your hands on a quality red light therapy device. And I highly recommend the one from Bon Charge. They hooked you all up for being a Keto Camp podcast listener with a 15% off coupon code. All you need to do, check out this product and all the wonderful products they have available is to go to boncharge.com slash keto camp and use the coupon code Keto Camp at checkout to save 15% off your order. We will drop that link and coupon code in the podcast notes. Go check it out and let's get right back to this episode. Is ketosis a diet? It can be, but the way we teach it, it's more of a metabolic process. It's about, we see 88% of Americans who are unhealthy, and that's according to a 10 year study from the University of North Carolina they're in a keto deficiency. They have forgotten about this metabolic process. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could call it a diet, but it's really a metabolic process. You think that uh, more people have been harmed by keto than helped, and I'm a keto fan here, mm -hmm. right? Moving people in and out of the state to deregulate inflammation. But do you think that more people are harmed because so many people go into keto and don't understand clean keto, yeah. correct keto versus dirty keto? Uh, yeah, what's your feeling on it? That's a really good question. I never was asked that question before. I would be inclined to say with the popularity of keto, probably yeah, it has probably done more harm than good because of all the misconceptions, eating the worst fats out there yeah. that are all keto friendly, artificial sweeteners, all keto friendly, but not health friendly. Yeah. So probably, what would, you, what would you say? Yeah, no, I believe that's the case, right? And then what happens is, is things get end up with a bad rap because people say, well, I didn't feel good in keto mm -hmm. or this about keto. Well, first of all, you know, what keto diet are you actually doing? Look, when you and I go to dinner, uh, we tell immediately tell the waiter or waitress, we are allergic to vegetable and canola oil. Why do we do that? Because we understand the damaging effects of these oxidative oils, the damaging effects they have in the cell for yeah. months, years, not hours, yeah. like just ingesting some sugar. Um, but yet we go to dinner with many people in the space mm. of 
I, I don't know, low carb, keto, yeah. whatever it is. And yeah. I don't hear them asking the question. Or we're at their conferences and they're serving us dinner and they have these seed oils in them. So you're right, and it, it confuses me, it boggles me. It's like the questions are, do they not really believe that it's that bad for you, or do they think yeah. they're doing so many things right that they can get away with a little bit of some hits? But to your point, yeah. years to get linoleic acid out of your body fat, mm. it's, it's creating inflammation in the mitochondria. Yeah. So I don't know why they don't hammer the servers like we do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Makes all the difference. Well, there you have it. You see that keto can be done many different ways. Most people look at keto as a diet. We teach it as a metabolic process. Most people don't distinguish a keto food versus a healthy food. Just because something is keto-friendly does not make it health-friendly. And we're going to talk a lot about this during our five-day keto challenge over at ketocampchallenge.com. But the problem with keto, there's many, many problems with it. Number one, it's so popular that so many people do it the wrong way, unfortunately. Number two, you do it too long. Uh, we're not designed to only burn fat. We're designed for metabolic flexibility, metabolic freedom. That is the ability to, to use different substrates. The mitochondria could use different substrates to go back and forth between sugar and fat, sugar and fat without a hiccup. And then also eating the seed oils, the vegetable oils that are everywhere, especially in these keto products, that will lead to a buildup of something we just mentioned called 4-hydroxynenanol, which is a carcinogenic compound that actually increases risk of cancer. And those who have been eating a lot of seed oils and oxidizing a lot of fats like long-term ketosis are at risk of, for this. So number one, we want to eat clean fats. We want to stay away from seed oils. So if you want to get that seed oil card that I referenced that I use at restaurants and I make sure I use it all the time, it works like a charm, you can get that for free over at seedoilcard.com. Go download it for free. Use it. Use it as a, a download it as an image to your phone and show it to your server so you avoid taking those hits. You know, we love keto, but there's something to be said about the science versus the art. And, and we're going to talk a lot about this during our five-day challenge. But when we think about the science of ketosis, I mean, it's clear. The, if you just go on PubMed and type in keto and whatever condition you're looking for. Keto can help with arthritis, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, with cancer. Keto is an incredible way to upregulate glutathione within your cells to produce more ATP, 400% more energy when you're in a state of ketosis because those ketones are actually signaling to your mitochondria to duplicate and reproduce. And it gets rid of bad mitochondria through, through um, mitophagy and, and it upregulates healthy mitochondria. So it stresses the mitochondria, but again, hormesis in a good way to actually create more cell energy. And when we think about the cells that have the most mitochondria, it's the things that you're going to notice the most, uh, which is brain. The brain has the most mitochondria. So you notice brain fog goes away. You're more resilient, mental clarity. It also supports your organs that are metabolically active, like your heart, the ovaries, the testicles, your eyeballs, etc. So we love ketosis. It's an ancient healing strategy, and there's an art to it. And I want to make you the artist of your health by showing you how to do keto the right way. So make sure you go and register for our five-day keto challenge starting January 8th, 2024 by heading over to ketocampchallenge.com. If you want to learn more about Dr. Pampa, we'll put his information down below in the podcast notes. If you want me to teach you how to do a proper heavy metals detox, we have 11 spots left. We start in January, but after we get those next 11 spots, it's going to be closed off. Head over to ketocampdetox.com. Dot com. Please consider sharing this episode with a friend. 
Post it on social media. Leave the podcast a rating and review. I've got a ton of vitamin G gratitude for you. Thanks for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.